Hello. Hi, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, it's Tuesday. That is what I've been told is the most optimistic day of the seven-day week. It is empirically, pound for pound, the optimistic day. Mm-hmm. Mm, really not awake yet. Mm, it's too early. Well, it's very early. It's, it's too early to be early, doing but, this. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that much. That's a fact. Say again? I said it's too early to be doing this. Woof. Yeah. Um, yeah, I slept really hard. I, I stayed up late watching YouTube, which is something I, I want to talk about today. I was I hoping a lot of you would thoughts. bring that up because I, uh, I noticed, you know, I can, I can, I do my best to keep the database up to date as far yes. as your, your habits and other things like that. And I noticed, you know, oh, good. when you tweet at a certain time of night, I know, well, that's going to be a late night for him. If you're, it depends on how engaged you are in the tweets and how passionate you are and whether it's music yeah. or something else, uh, how, how intensely music, you're like comedy, a video. comedy, steak, Cincinnati. <laughs> um, there are certain topics that definitely provoke me. Um, you know, I think you could say, if I, if I understand, uh, you know, what you're saying here, it's uh, what they in economics call a leading economic indicator. If it's, if it's 10 p.m. or so, yeah. you know, Pacific time, and Merlin's talking a lot about uh, Japanese steak videos mm -hmm. or if, uh, if you Canadian only want to watch steak videos, then I know something has happened. Then I fall asleep on the couch and I wake up Ugh. and Japanese steak videos are still <laughs> are still yeah. playing at five a.m. and I go, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is Merlin in 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 the parlance of our times. This is what's called a, a loss leader. <laughs> That's right. Yes. It's like how they get you to come to Walmart and you buy the big thing of pickles. And then while you're there, you also pick up a snapper lawnmower. <laughs> right. Like a big snapper. screen TV. I should get that. <laughs> I've saved so much on these pickles. <laughs> these Levi's are very inexpensive. <laughs> That's a really good point. I would be uh, honored for you to voir dire me about that. Yeah. Or you, you could you can interrogate me as a hostile witness. Uh -huh. I, I would be happy to address any of that. But... I, I did write a few things down. Uh, I would be happy to talk about any of that with you. What do I have here? Oh, I have some new um, some new bits and an interesting thought technology on iOS. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on my flies. I, I, I've been working on trying to find you um, the proper le leathers men, uh, 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 like a really good leathers man, leather man pocket knife for you. I've been working on that. And I do want to talk about uh, Canadian choir videos and Japanese steak videos. Okay, I'm I'm here for all. What do you of that. What do you have today? What do you? Okay, you, are you here for it? All of it. Yes. Um, yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. And some of the things that uh, we talked about last week, especially the uh, the Leatherman, we had a number <laughs> of people write in with suggestions for those things. Oh, <gasps> knives, knives, knives. Yeah. I would love to talk about that. I, this is, that is one of my, um, what hobbies. I'm very interested. We did a whole do by Friday episode, uh, where I had Marco come on just to talk about knives and flashlights. I'm very into knives. I'm very into flashlights. I'm less into flashlights. I've, I've always enjoyed a good pocket knife. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, you will almost, unless I have been traveling by air, uh, in which case uh, I, you, you don't want to lose it to the TSA. Any other time you see me there, it's 99% chance, maybe even hundred percent chance that I'll have a pocket knife. Today's pocket knife is, let me see with it. I don't actually know the model number. 
This is a spider co, and I need to look up exactly what it is. Spider-co. Hold on. It is the okay. CPM S30V. That's what's in okay. the pocket today. It's a little bit larger than the type I'll usually carry. And this one was not one that I chose. I ordered a different knife, and Amazon sent me this one. So I sent it back. What? And I ordered it again, and they sent me that one again. And this was two or three years ago. So, well, you know, I mean, I'm not a big believer in uh, the the book, The Secret, but I think that's what they call manifesting. <laughs> I think that's uh, <laughs> the universe sign. is telling you, um, you in particular, Dan, need this particular knife. <laughs> so I've kept it, and it's fine. It's not the knife I wanted, but it's fine. But yeah, so oh, hang on, hang on, pa- pa- hit pause a sec here. Yeah. Are we going to talk about knives? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can 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 you suffer me uh, just a few seconds while I go get a bunch of knives? Yeah, you have them at your disposal. Okay. Yeah, go get we, them. We please stand by. Please address our audience. I will be back in about uh, sixteen seconds. Okay. Go get it. Go ahead. Go. Well, I, I guess it's up to me now to uh, entertain you, but I can't read the emails to you because Merlin needs to hear the emails. That would be the problem that we can't fix. This is our concern, dude. And it should be about, I hear him. Can you hear him banging around? Banging Olufsen? Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh-huh. Oh, hang on. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's good. I like this. This is not going to be like one of those beautiful... Like knowing photographs, I, uh-huh. I haven't. I, I didn't prepare for this, but we but... need cover art. We gotta have our cover art. Oh uh, well, I mean this this is really some psycho stuff. But here you go. Uh, stand by. Uh, yeah. Okay, and I'm clicking and oh god, that's a lot of knives. Too many knives. Too many knives. Um, this is the stuff that I could grab in 16 seconds. Mm. Um. But uh, while I'm while I'm talking, I'll say to you. No, I think one nice distinction or interesting distinction between the two of us is that, I mean, I enjoy pocket knives, and I certainly have occasion to use and sometimes carry them in like in a pocket. But I mostly I deploy them usually more like in a backpack. Mm. Oh God! Okay, so check your text. Looking. That's that's at the office with 16 seconds. Wait, you send it? Oh, there it is. Oh, you got a lot. Yeah. I recognize okay, the one on the listen, far listen, right. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Which one is that? I think it's the, uh, I think it's a Gerber. Um, I'm not seeing knife. the bench, anything by Benchmade in here. Bench. Oh wait! Uh, I feel like oh this. this I would have guessed CRKT that you would have had the Griptilian. Yeah. Oh God! Look at that! Call the cops! All right, moving all of these. Up, oh, Dan. Dan, let's talk about knives. All right. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I've enjoyed a pocket knife. I I yeah, I enjoyed fake knives, and it's not because I'm a particularly violent person. Mm-hmm. I, I played some mumbledy pig. I've thrown. Uh, I used to have a board set up in my backyard in which I would throw uh, knives and shuriken, um, which my neighbors super didn't like. Especially the time that I missed the board mm-hmm. and the shuriken went through the screen for their pool. Shik, mm. said the shuriken. Mm-mm. <laughs> 
You know, I was <laughs> so I've disappointed always, that, yeah. that you had to sharpen the shuriken that you got yourself. Did yeah, you-, you do. And I, I didn't really know what I was... It's, just, it's just sort of like when I heard that Ingve Malmsteen um, had filed down, um, you know, the... not Technically not the frets, but the, the, the frets, between the frets. And so I used a very, 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 very coarse rasp to try and do that with a mm. guitar, and it did not turn out well. Um, you know, measure twice, cut once, or, you know, rasp once, regret always. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah. no, you're absolutely right. We had a flea market in, um, uh, it doesn't matter, somewhere in uh, Pinellas County, maybe St. Pete. Uh, there's this, oh, the Wagon Wheel, the Wagon Wheel Flea Market. That's what it was called. Oh. And they sold, there was a booth there. Of course, you could get like, um, op, like pirated, like Nike merchandise. Mm-hmm. You could get, you know, uh, strawberries by the court, um, and stuff, but you could also, there's a, there's a dude that sold martial arts stuff. And I sometimes was able to like slip it by with my mom. That's where I got my first set of rubber chucks. That's where my, I got my first set of actual nunchucks. That's where I got all my shuriken. Uh, and it was pretty wild. The, you know, the eighties, say what you will about the eighties. There's a lot of bad stuff, but it was possible for a junior high child to own some off-brand deadly weapons. It really was easy. I was 11 it's so years Florida. old. I was so Florida. <laughs> and there used to be these magazines that were essentially just yeah. catalogs. Black Belt. Black Belt magazine like Black Belt. was yeah. the main one. I would obsess over that. Oh, and I, 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 couldn't, I didn't have a lot of money, but I would buy a Black Belt and just look at it over. I would memorize like every page in it. Yes. It, it, those things were, I mean, that was like... You know, we we weren't allowed to have a Playboy magazine, so that was like mm-hmm. became the substitute for for Playboy and what we'd be. Oh, absolutely! Those breasts are dangerous. Here, have some weapons. Weapons, weapons in the Japanese style. And for me, it was going to when when I made the discovery that the flea market, which was in uh, Sunrise, Florida. Um, that still apparently is still there, and we've talked about this. It was called the Swap Shop. It's still called Swap the Swap Shop, shop. Okay. and it wow, had cool. it had a little circus with an elephant in it. It had a drive-in movie theater. It had <laughs> everything that you could possibly imagine. And I was eleven years old, and my my mom would hand me five dollar bill, and I would yeah. just disappear for three hours in this place. Five dollars went a pretty long oh, way. Yeah. Had a flea market. Well, they had the an 80s. arcade. They had Yara Kung Fu. I mean, they had everything. And so I remember the time I discovered the, for lack of a better term, the weapons store, which was just <laughs> like you're describing. They had knives, they had shuriken, they had nunchucks, they had samurai swords. And I bought full on deadly weapons as an 11 year old boy. I still have some of these. And these, the knives that I bought there there's no way an irresponsible Dungeons and Dragons playing black belt uh, magazine reading me should have ever had these things ever. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it was always such a treat. Uh, the flea, the flea market just in general. So wagon wheel flea market, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. Put it into matter. the show notes if you can. I'll see if I can find it. But, but like the, the thing that was so wild, first of all, it was a really, really big flea market and they did have a lot of really good stuff. 
it was like something it was like something out of a D campaign mm-hmm. just it was like hundreds and hundreds of, of npcs like selling all kinds of stuff in this bazaar and um and yeah they, they had food and it was cheap and but it was just your, your your buck went a long way so there was all the inside places where you get a little stall you park your car in this little alleyway not I'm, I'm speaking here as a i was never a vendor but i'm aware of what they did you pull up in your car or your truck you take out all your stuff so you're renting this booth for saturday and sunday and you put out all your stuff now sometimes that would be personal person doing basically a garage sale but a lot right, of it were right, actual right. like pseudo businesses outside if you if you want, didn't want to spend as much dough you could be in this outside area where you it was uncovered and and much hotter and, and sunnier but like that's where a lot of the you know garage sale stuff but there were people where like you knew where this person's booth was and mm-hmm. you would go there every time it could <laughs> yes. be knife sharpening yep. it could be um selling appliances and a lot of them were essentially like miniature, specialized, bespoke uh, thrift stores, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Others sold new retail. No, I'm totally with you. And it was always so exciting because there was so much weird stuff, so many super weird people. And like you could, you could, your buck went a longer way than at the mall. Oh, way farther than at the mall. And every, and this is the thing, there was the way the swap shop was set up, there were, there were areas outside which were just like, you know, the same kind of table you'd set up for like uh, if you were having like an event and they would like unfold like a folding table. They would have those. Yeah, like or if you're trying to register people to vote. That it's, kind yes, of thing. yes, it, precisely. <laughs> and so um, so then the inside were like the permanent stores and the outside mm-hmm. were like, you know, I, my, my granddad passed away and it's, we're just selling his stuff. So you could just take yeah. it or like, it's some, like an open air estate sale. Yeah. <laughs> somehow I wound up with 300 pairs of colored sunglasses and I got to unload them. So I'm going to rent a thing at the swap <laughs> yeah. shop this weekend. And, you know, like questionable sourcing of lots of the items that no one would ever ask a question about. But the uh, the interior, that's where the the like the knives and the good stuff in the arcade. And that's where oh, the 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 food that you could eat there. I, I don't remember thinking this at the time, but it reminded me of something in retrospect. It reminds me of, almost like something out of like Indiana Jones. Like it was so exotic and it was so weird. And because the barrier to entry was relatively low, you would get the weirdest, wildest. There could be like, there could be a lady who you never saw get out of a chair. The chair might as well be part of her body. <laughs> and she would sell clocks or toaster ovens. Or whatever. And you're like, okay, that's cool. Hey, toaster oven lady, what up? Don't get up. I'm good. You know, uh, and, uh, but uh, I gotta go get me some uh, throwing stars. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what it is. I mean, I think little boys in particular uh, are just really into knives. And I, I still think knives are great. And I uh, use them. I've never used them in a violent way that I'm aware of. But I, um, yeah, I use them. And uh, of course, over the years then, uh, as my needs in life or my fantasies in life changed, it, mm-hmm. went, it was less of like, do I have a giant ass knife I can theoretically <laughs> cut somebody with? Right. Like, I would do that. You know, I, want, like, I would like, like a, to like, see like, you like a fat kid in Florida is going to stab anybody. You know, I want to see you like wielding a knife. You know, not just like yeah. it's in your pocket, but I want to see you like doing some cool. Because I could imagine, I be like a Rob Liefeld character? Could, could I have lots of like like wear like p- perhaps thousands of knives <laughs> on a bandolier? Lots and of pockets. 
<laughs> Pockets and knives. Oh, oh, wait, that's my, that's my, okay, my mutant name is Pocket. Okay, so I'm a Rob Liefeld character created for uh, X-Force, and I, it's <laughs> like a Forge era yeah. X-Men. Yeah. And uh, I'm called Pockets, no, Pockets, that's a sweet name. Oh, Pockets, maybe I'm a clown, but I have literally thousands of pockets full of knives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got pockets full of knives, and I'm a clown now. Spin Doctors. Look yeah, it up. No, I heard. I heard. And <laughs> so what that became over the years, you know, it's funny, I did a fives about this a million years ago, but, you know, the quote-unquote watch pocket and a pair of Levi's jeans. Yes. Different roles that that has had in my life where it's been quarters, that's been for quarters for video games, it's been for ephedrine, it's been for guitar picks, and yeah, I'll be honest, it's been for Imodium. Whatever it is, it's a movable <laughs> feast, and I think that's a similar situation here, but what I, I pivoted toward utility and uh, honestly, just a little bit of a collector's mania of like just wanting cool knives in my life because I just like having them around. I collect things. I collect notebooks. I, you know, I, I collect weird stuff. So anyway, that, 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 was, that was how I, my journey to where I am. And, and the Le- Leatherman family of products has some very cool stuff, uh, whether you're traveling, whether you're just going around. But as you'll see, also, the, the knife I use the most in my life is this. This Everyone needs to own this knife. You need to own six of these knives and deploy them around the house. This is the Gerber uh, utility uh, knife. It's a foldable. Uh, Which one in this pilot bo- is the one that you're talking about? Um, it's, a, it's basically a box cutter. But oh, that, that one, the, the one that, um, second from the it's right. open. Do you see one that's open and has yeah. that 45 degree angle blade? Mm-hmm. That looks like a regular oh, razor blade holder. No, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Well, a, a utility knife. Yeah, mm-hmm. like where you would replace the blade. Yes. And so what I do is I've got a bunch of, this is, I used to think, oh, you know, oh, it sucks to open these boxes and packages and clamshells. Oh, I should, you know, use the scissors on them. Yeah. Eventually I moved to this really cool little, um, a very undangerous Japanese knife that's like just this serrated like letter opener almost for opening boxes. No, screw that. Now I use this Gerber boy for everything. I just leave it open, but like attached to a magnet somewhere. Cause I always have something to open some, a box to break down, you know, even if it's just like cutting up grocery bags or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that's, that's, that, that, that is the one I use the most. Um, but yeah, I like all of these. They're really fun. Tell, tell me about your knife journey, Dan. Well, you know, I, I, I remember, and I'm, I'm positive we've talked about this story before, but when I was a kid, I really, really, really wanted a pocket knife. And, you know, my, um, my parents said no. And specifically <clears throat> I had focused on a, uh, on a, on a Is this Swiss. back in Pennsylvania? Uh, Yes. I had, okay. I had focused on a Swiss army knife that I really, really wanted. And my, um, my, my parents said something like, well, you know, when you're, when you're 10, I don't know why I was 10. Maybe I, you know, <laughs> because I it's not now. Yeah. Um, right. But, it's yeah. far enough in the future that we just hope you'll forget about it. Right. And I didn't, of course. That we did with our kid. We said, when you start fifth grade, you can get a loft bed. And we figured <laughs> she'd forget about it. And she did not forget about no. it. No. And I did not forget that I was told that when I was 10, that I could have, <laughs> Uh, a Swiss army <laughs> knife. So like my 10th birthday, I remember come like, I remember coming downstairs and be like, where's the knife? And they're like, what knife? I'm <laughs> like, you told me. And I called my dad out on it. I'm like, you told me that when I turned 10, that I would get, and they're like, 
You're right. I did say that. So they had to get your me one. word is your bond father. That's right. So I, mm-hmm. uh, I was basically like in, you know, like, like forced them to get me one and I, I loved it, but you know, they, the one that they got me had very, I wanted like the really big one that had like the corkscrew and a tweezers and, you know, course, like you, you want the classic, you want that classic one that's fat, but not too fat. Right. It's got the corkscrew. It's got the tweezers. It's got the toothpick. A lot of people have a toothpick and tweezers on their knife and don't even ever realize. Yes. It. It's got the, it's got the uh, can and bottle opener. Yeah. Right. It's got maybe an all like, yep. like uh, or the little a file, punch, whatever the, you want. the, the file. The file, you got to have your file yep. for your filing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so the no, one they I got one of those me... so much. They were so cool. Oh, 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 Dan, 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 Dan. <laughs> you ever go to the store and you see the display where it has the oversized uh, Victorinox uh, Swiss Army knife in it and it's like a, <laughs> an animated knife robot? Yes, yes. I was hypnotized by that. That and the tiny <laughs> tents at Sears, I was absolutely hypnotized. Oh, I wanted man. more than anything to have an oversized knife and an undersized tent. That, those, you know, and they were clearly chromed plastic, but I, they didn't change how much I loved that thing, that rotating knife oh my god so they got the fishing lure but you know (laughs) the one that they got me it had a knife it had a file and it had uh the tweezer and the toothpick but that was it and so Mm -hmm. quickly after that once i had a knife it was like now you can have knives because if they trusted me with the Swiss Army knife, it broke it broke the seal on on your your knife hymen. Yes, I yeah. was now allowed mm-hmm. to have any knife that I wanted. Really interesting. And, and they so, hadn't prepared for that, had they? No, but the swap <laughs> shop was prepared for it. <laughs> so whenever I went there, I was like, "That's the knife I want. I'm going to save up for that." And I mean, I had like Danny, the ballad. Of this episode is called the Ballad of Danny Knife. That's right, and I I had a butterfly knife. I had this double. You had uh, a was it sharpened? Yes, it was sharpened. You could cut your hand to the bone with a butterfly knife. I cut myself many a times. Lot of, a lot of people have have gotten fairly grave injuries from a butterfly knife. <laughs> They're so strange, but it I looks really it. easy to do. You think, Oh, I'll be like that girl in kick ass belly, belly song. Is that what, no, what's it called? What do they call the, what's the Filipino like real name for that? But yeah, something like that. Oh, I yeah, know. What, I don't yeah. know the name of it. I don't know the name of it, but like you see the girl in uh, like when, uh, what's her name? Like, when she was a cute little girl, Chloe uh, Moritz, you see her like when, when Nick Cage gives her a, um, her dad gives her the butterfly knife for her birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. The Ballad of Danny Knife. So, you know, so then I, then I got like a double edged knife that I should never have had. That was, is still, I still have it. These are all, by the way, super illegal. Oh yeah. And, uh, and you know, it just progressed from there. And I started getting really into just always carrying a pocket knife around and I don't know what's happened. So I used to, I mean, I'm sure I've had dozens. I'm so impressed that you still have all of yours. I'm down to like three or four now, and I like to. Well, you know, I, I do sometimes. Uh, you know, there's a funny thing that happens, and this is this is. Uh, I, I'm gonna be a little raw here and say a real thing. Okay, is that I do still patronize a, a certain uh, a company uh, from Seattle that delivers things, and uh, sometimes you, to get like the shipping on something, you have to like kind of top off an order. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be like, hmm, I should get another knife, and then I'll get Just, another knife. You, know, ra- and, you but, want a round well, but number? But I'll go out. Good. I was saying you want a round number. Yeah, but like for example, these Columbia, this the CRKT, like this. No one should have this. This is this is like a war knife. This is CRKT this is makes some really good like three inch or under um, 
uh, pocket knives that I've seen, but I haven't seen the one that you're that you have in this picture before. And just just to say one thing about Swiss Army knives, uh, Swiss Army knives, utility knives, uh, sort of multi-purpose stuff can be really terrific. But if you actually want to use the knife part of your knife, I do think it's valuable to have a locking blade, mm-hmm. which most typically, I think most Swiss Army knives are not. Right. Also with a Swiss Army knife, it gets a little cute and you kind of, you get to that like Homer's car level of stuff in it and it becomes something you couldn't even fit in your fist and it gets a little silly. So that's part of the fun of a knife is getting the right balance of like what it is you have, what it is that you need. This one I learned about, this is one of my first, God, from a million years ago. This is a Kershaw, this Kershaw um, knife. And and that sounds like a switchblade. It's not technically a switchblade because you have to do something. I think a switchblade technically, or as they say, an automatic knife. I think those technically, they have to be like, like, they have to sound like an NRA guy. Fully, (sighs) fully uh, self. Uh, The blade comes out through just like some kind of a mechanism in the knife, like in a stiletto, it might like pop, pop out on it, like a spring, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure exactly, but these are, what do you call these thumb knives? Like it's got a little nubbin. Right, where you, you can, have to use just the slightest amount of force to eject the blade, but if if yeah. your if your finger or thumb is responsible for creating that force, then it's it's legal. That's my understanding. Yeah, yeah I mean it. that's in, that's in the Talmud. I think the nice thing about this Kershaw is it is a locking blade. You do open it with your finger, but it also has a tiny little lock. So for years, I would keep one of these in my right pocket, clipped into my pocket. Just because sometimes it's nice to have a knife to open stuff. And, and Dan, I'm going to go back to, uh, <laughs> God, my friend Alex recently called it the hipster PDF. Like the hipster PDA. Like mm-hmm. once you start carrying note cards and a pencil around, you write more things down. Once you have a useful utility knife on you, you're going to find more places where it's useful to use. Mm-hmm. And for flashlights, nobody believes me until they believe me. But this is why I bought a headlamp for John Syracuse, which is a wonderful children's book. If you never <laughs> saw it from the uh, make make room for ducklings, same same author, uh, a headlamp for John Syracuse, <laughs> a prayer for Owen Meany. <laughs> Once you have a headlamp, you're gonna it's gonna blow you away how many times you now realize you should have had a headlamp. Whether that's taking out the trash, um, you know, uh, scraping boogers off from under a table, like whatever that is. You don't, you're going to need both your hands and your head is your light. You know, like your voice is your passport. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There's a lot going on today, Dan. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. Well, what are the knife Um, laws before we, I know you're going to ask me to tell you about something I like, but before you you do anything, you don't know me. uh, I was, but yeah. What are the laws? Maybe we'll we'll do it. This is what they call in in showbiz. This is what they call a teaser. I'd like to know more about the knife laws in California. And I'd like to tell you about some of them in Texas. Interesting. Um, I will go on that journey with you. Like most young people. Uh, I only know what I've heard from my friends. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know a <laughs> and that's, super and that's lot. That's enough. <laughs> well, that would be enough. I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about municipal knife code, but I'm willing to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm not an attorney, Dan. You know, right? I'm not. I, I'm not a, a real doctor. You know, but I like to play the drums. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> doctor Worm. You know saying? Yes. Yeah, I'm doctor. I'm Doctor Worm. That's right. No, no, no. Dr. Worm is my father. Call me Wormy. Dan, 
Tell me about something you like. I would love to tell you about Zendesk. Zendesk. Zendesk is a service-first CRM company that builds software designed to improve customer relationships. A lot of people might even call it help desk software, but that's just part of it. Their goal is to make customer service software that is easy to use and accessible to everyone with a single dynamic help desk interface. So you're going to get, when you sign up with with Zendesk, you're going to get a help desk that is truly amazing. It makes it so easy for your customers to file support tickets, for you to respond to them, assign them. So if you've got, if it's just you, you still want Zendesk because you want to be able to be in direct contact with your users, whether you have Dan, software. Dan, I would say especially if you're on your own, especially if you're on, the last thing you can do is afford to outsource that kind of stuff. If you're if you're a, a one-ish man operation like Fireside, like, oh, that's going to save your bacon. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And then it, as you get other people involved, other people helping out, it grows with you. You can have, okay, so now I've got, you know, now I've got Hattie who's doing help desk support. Well, great. Now I can assign a ticket to her. She can assign one to me. And so there becomes this entire flow in this chain as you're supporting someone so that you can say, oh, you know, and what's also cool, they don't talk about this on the website very much, but they have the, the ability to do internal notes. So, for example, hmm. if a ticket comes you in. You could say if somebody's a jerk. I suppose you could use it for that, sure. But, like, let, oh, let's sorry, say. Sorry, sorry. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm projecting, but it seems like it would be useful to <laughs> be able could, to. Like, you uh, could. I would never say that about and a cross-tabulate. customer. cross-tabulate. <laughs> you wouldn't say that about a customer. No. You never said a bad word about anybody. Of course. It causes you physical pain. It, it okay. hurts. It hurts. But wow. uh, let's say a ticket comes in. And, um, and they're asking about like, uh, like maybe they found a bug or something like that. And, uh, and Hattie says, oh, this sounds like a bug. She could put a note into the ticket that says, hey, Dan, I tried to answer this guy's question, but it seems like he maybe found a bug. Could you look into it? And she assigns it to me. Customer never sees that, but I see it and it informs me about how to, how to respond to it. Or I can look in and see, yeah, this was in fact a bug and I can then take over the ticket. Little things like that that you would expect, but also so many really awesome integrations with so many other applications and services out there. So it makes it just, they've done everything they can to make it so that you can respond to your customers and your users in as, as fast and direct and as easy a way as possible. And the other thing that's really great about it is they host everything. So it's not like you need to install this or have a server running for it. That's what makes it take so little time, hours, not weeks, to get this up and running, to get it integrated. And you can answer and support your customers with email, with phone, with chat, with a community forum. Uh, I mean, social media interaction, all of it is built in. And uh, and they've got like 150,000 customers across hundreds of industries in over 30 languages. They've thought of everything. And uh, it's very likely that if you're listening to this, that you've probably used Zendesk as as a customer. Uh, it's just, it's everywhere and it's everywhere because it's great. So you can learn more about it. They have a special deal for our listeners, Merlin. They uh, have what they call a remote support bundle, okay? And that's what I was talking to you about. It's all the essential tools that your team needs to keep connected with your customers. You're going to get that free for six months. That's crazy. At Zendesk, Z-E-N-D-E-S-K, Zendesk.com slash back to work. That is the URL to go to that supports the show, but it also gets you started with that free six-month remote support bundle. Last time, Zendesk.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to them for making this show possible. Thanks, Zendesk. A buck buck. So tell me about the laws that you have you have come to hear about in, in uh, California. <laughs> 
like I say, I, I only know what I hear about from my friends at, at school. But um, I remember hearing, I remember hearing this, that uh, switchblades and other automatic knives were illegal in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I feel like the rule of thumb that I heard, rule of thumb, um, was that a knife could, <laughs> this is so medieval. Mm. What, what, what is this? I remember a specific, I, I don't remember who told me this, but I remember them showing me this with their hand, that the knife could not be more than four fingers in length. Right. So like, look at your hand, put your thumb down, put your four fingers together, and that a, a knife longer than that was not legal to carry around. That's what I had heard mm-hmm. at school. Mm-hmm. What'd you hear? Yeah, I heard the same thing. There was always that four finger rule. I've also heard a three. You heard this. I, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't dream that. No, no. Hmm. Um, no. And that's, um, and that, that's, that's the same thing that I heard, but, mm-hmm. but, here in Texas, hmm. the laws bigger. are very different. Um, <laughs> it, it's, you could get pulled over just for not having a knife. Yes. I mean, it's much, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like the expectation is that not only that you have a knife, but that you have a large knife. Um, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, if, if they pull you over and I, you know, don't, don't hold me to this, but if they pull mm-hmm. you over and you don't have a long enough knife, you could go to jail. You could be arrested. This is what I've heard. Is that you could? I bet you could at least be detained until you were able to like have someone bring you a knife. Well, sort of I'll, like you know the way o- Otis would lock himself in the cell on Andy Griffith. <laughs> yes, yes. Sort of like that. You could say, call it self-reporting. <laughs> That's right. You could say, "Excuse me, excuse me, Mister <laughs> Policeman. I, I gave you all the clues. I don't have a knife. I'll see myself into Otis's cell." Well, on September first of twenty seventeen, Texas okay. changed some of the laws. There were a lot of knives that were previously illegal to carry it, but they were removed. And here's a list. Knives with blades longer than five and a half inches. So you can have those. Um, uh, A hand instrument designed to cut or stab another by being thrown. Uh, You got dirks. You got daggers. You got stilettos, uh, poignards, swords, spears, and buoy, or as you say, bowie knives. All of these are, but the one thing that is still illegal are knives that incorporate knuckles as part of the handle. Oh, of course. And Because um, what else you learn in school, you know, it's illegal, brass knuckles. You get a brass right. knuckles and a knife, I don't think that's a loophole. Mm-mm. Or a sawed-off shotgun. I think it's the opposite of a loophole. It's a loop close. Sawed-off yeah, shotguns, okay. too, are in there. Uh, but, sawed-off shotguns, totally illegal. Yes! Oh, yeah. my God, what else is illegal? There's so many things. Those are like the yes. things, though, that you've just... You've, so, uh, here in Texas, clubs are still illegal. Talking about a cudgel? Like yeah. A billy, oh, oh like, like the way like a, like, a, like a trucker carries around one of those things that's nominally for like hitting your tires, right. but it's really for beating the crap out of people that's, at a truck That's stop. right. So you can have a crowbar in your car. And I actually, when I, when I, um, I took a class, <laughs> I took a class and you, if you, if you have a crowbar or a baseball bat or one of those small little baseball bats for beating people up, you can mm. have those as long as they have. Well, no, that's I play baseball. That's why I'm driving around with this. Or I need, don't don't you have a crowbar in your vehicle? I see. So you go to the flea market, you go to the wagon wheel mm-hmm. and you say, uh, yeah, I'm going to sell you this nut and bolt for two dollars. And it comes with a free beer. That, that's that, right. That type of situation. That's exactly right. OK, so right. but you cannot have something that is clearly a club or a baton or any or like, you know, remember the thing that uh, Benjamin Linus had and lost where it's like a little thing and he like ping and it flips out and it's like a 
Like you can talking about like one of those cop, one of those cop things, the telescoping. Yeah, uh, that's stick. what I'm talking about. You can't have. I've spent that. hours trying to find where I can buy one of those because I want one very, very much. They're illegal everywhere. Um, yeah, I guess so. Rosa uses one on nine nine, but she's a cop. But you can ha- you can have a sword, mm-hmm. a real sword, a real sword. Okay. Um, and okay, and, but like unsharpened. No, You're talking sharp, about like a, a sharp, like a, dis- like a display katana. No, like a real straight up samurai sword or whatever. You can, oh. a- you can absolutely. You're saying it's a grower, not a shower. Okay. You can right. have that. You can have that. You I- can have these things concealed or open carried. Um, hmm. Pretty much anything that you would want the, you to bladed thing, you can have it. You can't bring them to like schools and stuff like that. But yeah, you can what have all What if it's a knife stuff. school? Oh, a sword school or a, a Dirk, and, Dirk and Dagger oh, school? Oh, yeah. Dirk and Dagger sounds like something from... Um, Harry Potter. I want to, I'm on a website called uh, <laughs> Writer's Law with a Z, uh, and they identify themselves as motorcycle lawyers. But apparently they also have some pretty deep bench on knives. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do give you a quick whistle stop of California knife yes. laws according to Writer's Law Motorcycle Lawyers. one 5 riders with a Z. Z's for the zone. How, how long can a knife be in California? Okay, right off the bat... How are you an attorney that writes a sentence like, how long can a knife be in California? You're, you're, I'm going to hire you as my lawyer. What the, the what, 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 how long can a knife be? Well, it could be infinitely long, counselor. Answer, the maximum leak. Her loft bed, I just want to say the loft bed and this whole setup looks like something out of a Wes Anderson film. Oh, 100%. My daughter has started dressing like Bob Fosse, and I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, also, those are, uh, she started, as you can see on her corkboard there, she started started cutting out uh, good obituaries that she likes. <laughs> A lot of Star Trek, Hamilton poster. <laughs> According to Writer's Law Motorcycle Lawyers, how long can a knife be in California? The maximum legal knife length is two inches. With those warnings out of the way, California laws covering switchblades, daggers, and disguise blades are discussed below. So I'm going to jump down a little bit. Are switchblades legal in California? No. Switchblades are illegal in California. Are butterfly knives? No. Butterfly knives are illegal. Spring-assisted knives? No. Illegal in California. Gravity knives? What's a gravity knife? Is that, a, that could be a dirk or a dagger, I guess. A gravity knife? Brandishing knives. Is These are it, all in show notes, Dan. Where, where can people find knife knife law links uh, for, for your back to work program? Uh, yes, they can go to five by five dot t. Oh, they can go to back to work dot limo. What? Yes. Slash. What are we doing? We are four eight at six. Four eight six. Mm-hmm. But a gravity knife is a knife where um, the. You open the oh, like blade by it, the force it's, it's of like gravity. It's, it's, it's got a lot of CGI and is really overrated and has Sandra Bullock <laughs> in her underwear. Super yes, overrated. that's exactly what that is. This No, but you were thinking a gravity knife is like um, a, a, a switchblade, but it's different from a switchblade because the switchblade has a, a, the spring that ping pops a, the mm-hmm. when you hit a button, ping pops out. Ping. But the gravity method is simply... You you press a button and gravity allows oh. the knife to fly out because of gravity. It's like you've so released like you point the, it down. Yeah, you point it down and it just. Co- oh, I bet that's good if you're like a thief class. 
Yeah. Like, it's silent <laughs> yes. but deadly type situation. Yeah. I don't think a cleric is supposed to use that. <laughs> I guess in fifth edition, it's okay because everything's all higgledy piggledy. But, um, and the clerics can do anything now. It's mm-hmm. very upsetting. Mm-hmm. But gravity knife, okay. All right. Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe gravity knife. Mm-hmm. Flieger cap messer. Mm-hmm. Flieger cap messer. Okay. Looking at gravity knife on the internet science site. Knives are cool. Hey, but you know, you know, drink responsibly. That's what we're really saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we, I yeah. wanted to do this feedback about the knives. Oh yeah. Um, so let's see. Leon writes in and Leon says, long time listener, first time caller. This is Leon. Hmm. And I imagine, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I imagine <clears throat> Leon to sleep as uh, Leon from Blade Runner, of course. Turtles. Right. Like, like uh, what, what's, a, what's a tortoise? It's, you know? a tur- it's like a turtle. Like a turtle. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Huge fan of the Skeletool Crater C33T and its variants. It is the perfect mid-sized knife with a great Phillips and flathead as well as a bottle opener. I have many... That's so interesting. I almost sent you a link for a Skeletool Leatherman, a set of two that comes with a, with a Leatherman and a knife. Oh my God, they're so cool. I have many the nicer have knives. Holes in it. They're tactical. I think they're tactical. Well, they're very tactical for sure. Well, he continues. I have many nicer knives and more useful mini tools, but nothing beats the carry comfort and usefulness of this knife. So I will put this into the show notes so that you may carry also see Carry comfort sounds like a 1960s Stan Lee character. <laughs> carry comfort. She works. <laughs> <laughs> As drawn by Jack Kirby. Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, Look at that pencil skirt. Woof. David writes in to say, Dan mentioned he was looking for a pocketable while still usable leather man, two words, with emphasis on pocket knife and screwdriver. Check out the leather man skeletal and see if that's what you're looking for. Leather man skeletal lightweight multi-tool with combo knife and bottle opener stainless steel. And he has the link to Amazon, which I'm going to add. And, uh, and I have comments about these two suggestions, by the way. Thanks, uh, for the, uh, thanks again for the work you all put into the Back to Work podcast, helping keep me sane, ironically enough, at work, David. <laughs> so these are the two Thank recommendations. You, Both are in the show notes. The first of them um, is the Crater C33T, a 420 HC 420 pocket knife with two screwdrivers, pocket nice. clip, carabiner, and quick spring blade launcher. Um, and it's there are lots of different versions of the Crater C33, and this one is mine, but this is the T, which is different. They're all a little different. If you go on Amazon and you look hmm. for the Crater C33T, you'll find the Crater C33, which lacks the two screwdriver parts. So don't get that one. Uh, but this does look hmm. really good, and I'm very inclined to get it because it does seem to have some of the stuff that I want. But... The Leatherman Skeletal Lightweight Multi-Tool with Combo Knife and Bottle Opener Stainless Steel uh, also looks really good. But the problem is, and this is the problem that I have with lots of the Leathermen that aren't just knives. I mean, they're perfect. I have like two or three Leathermen. I have a Leatherman Skeletal in the in the truck, and I have another bigger one that I keep here in a drawer. Um, but the problem that I have with these is that the focal point for me is always on the thing that's in the middle and the thing that's in the middle is usually either a scissors or a pliers. Yeah. Um, if it's the opening kind, yeah, either pliers or scissors. And if you're going to get the pliers ones and have the wire cutter, pop for the one where you can replace those blades if you're going to be doing a lot oh, of that Oh, that's a good tip. Well, I mean, you'll, you'll, I don't know. I, I always, I'm, I'm always careful to consider whether I want my kid to use any of these for a given purpose because you can ding 
the little, if you have the permanently cut in like wire cutter or crimper thing, like you can wreck that. But if you're going to like seriously use this for stuff, get the replaceable ones. But you're, you're right. So like, you know, ask yourself, what do you need more? Like, do I need, do I need, you know, if, do I need all of this stuff? And if I do, what do I need the primary thing to be? I also have one that um, opens really nicely with one hand, um, the pliers. It's really yeah. cool. Yep. I'm looking here at, uh, thank you to all of our listeners. <laughs> um, I mean, this is not that funny, but it's pretty funny. First of all, I'm happy to say the Wagon Wheel Flea Market in Pinellas Park, Florida is still open. I'm on their website right now. Um, and I'm on the page, this is in show notes, where they list uh, their fr- some of their frequent vendors. So this is frequent vendors. Vendors selling these items can be found nearly every weekend. And so I'm going to read you what the Wagon Wheel Flea Market says it is that they vend. And then they've, they've got a booth number, right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to skip the booth. I'm just going to read you some this is alphabetical. Air filters, Android TV boxes, animal treats, bamboo plants, Barbie dolls, bathing suits, bedding, bingo, biofreeze, birds, birds, <laughs> board games, uh, uh, Boy, wait, wait, cigars. Wait, wait, birds. They sell birds. Like you, you just go birds, and pick up a bird. I wanted to get a bird. Go to e, e, Dan, you go to E32 or N41. Boots, body jewelry, I mean, they sold canaries uh, at the one that they sold canaries in those very ornate sort of, um, you know how in it, it, like they have the, the wooden canary cage. Yeah, sure. sure they sure. would sell them. You could get the cage. You could get the canary all in one stop. It's a hmm. swap shop. Diabetic, so- diabetic socks, um, flea medicine, flip flops, wooden flowers. Um, <laughs> Anyway, it's in show notes. Oh, knives and self-defense gear. You go to G51 or C100. Levi pants, lawnmowers, license plate, license plates, magic cloth, mattress, metal art, metal art, nautical themed decor. That's B137. Um, Native American apparel, orthotics, personalized signs. (laughs) (laughs) Like while you wait? Yes. They have two different salt rock candles. Oh, that'd be good for you. So you get the, uh, the 5G out of the air. Uh, snap, snap jewelry, snap jewelry, stamps, stuffed animals, stun guns. <laughs> oh my God. They have five different sunglasses vendors. It is Florida. Tarps and tents from Murphy's Tool Shop. Hey Murphy. Turvis cups, Turvis cups, Turvis cups. Tobacco and cigarettes. It's AS30. Lamps, turtles, wallets, women's clothing, Yeti cups. That's just some of the things that you can find at the Wagon Wheel Flea Market. O- open every day, rain or shine. <laughs> I uh, I very much remember cigarette vending machines. Yeah, chunk chunk. I mean, the idea yeah, of that. You pull the thing. Ha- you pull the thing out. You can also get free matches with it. Yeah, and I remember talking to my son about this just a, a few days ago. I think maybe over the weekend. Um, and and I was saying, you know, that like you could just walk up and buy a pack of cigarettes at any age, <laughs> at any age. Yeah. And they had this until we were teenagers, I think, when they yeah, got rid of that. Bar, especially in bars. Bars, yeah. bowling alleys, you know, all the places we should bars, be. Bars, bowling alleys, restaurants, <laughs> a lot of restaurants. But usually it was in, in like in bars. You'd see there was a big machine and there'd be a picture of the cigarette on there. You put your money in, your whatever, you know, $1 or whatever for a pack of cigarettes. And then there's this big rod you'd pull. And it went, it made the law and order sound. It went chunk, chunk. Yeah. And then your, your pack of cigarettes would fall down and you could say, do you want complimentary matches? Please and thank you. Of course, you want yeah, the complimentary sure. match. They should do that for knives. There should be one of those for knives where you still get free uh, free matches. Wouldn't that be fun? If you were a boy, you could go somewhere and get a knife and some matches, one place, and, and a drink, let's be honest. 
Some popcorn. Huh. Popcorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, popcorn. I like bar food. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I just, I just, I, I, thinking about the way we used to live already seems so wild. Like, like eating finger food in a bar. Can you imagine doing that today? Like, like, especially right now in Corona time? No, no. Like literally today. I, first no. of all, I would not go in a bar under any conditions at this point. Right. But if I did, I sure wouldn't be putting food in my mouth with fingers that had touched a lot of things. Yes. I'm, I'm full on Howard at this point. I mean, I, I've gone the full Hughes. <laughs> the full Hughes, yeah. I want to get this done right. I want to get this done right. <clears throat> Show me all the blueprints. Show me all. Just watch it again <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah, we watch it all the time. It's one of my kids' favorite movies. So good. I love to watch it just for Kate Blanchett. Her, her God, so transatlantic good. accent is is spot on. It's too it's too blue. That you explained it to me once why it's so blue, but it's very blue. Yes. Why is it so blue? Is that a, is blue a character? It's supposed not, to be not the female dog, but yeah. it's supposed to be showing his um his state of mind is and how it uh, changes throughout the movie. Okay, all right. Boy, that's a really good movie. Um. Leonardo DiCaprio is very handsome. He's my age. Hmm. Hmm. Um, let me see what we got here. What time, where are we at? Um, is this recording? Yes. Oh my God. I think call recorder is not recording. That's oh all right. my I got God. You. But I do, I got, I got audio hijack. Well, that's, that's a nice fun twist. Cause you know, uh, you know, it works often enough and, and then you, you think it's going to work and then it doesn't. And that's how they get you. The Ballad of Danny Knife. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at 49. Gosh, I'm sorry about that, Dan. I apologize. You, you mostly use the Audio Hijack version, right? I exclusively use Audio Hijack. <laughs> um, I reinstalled Homebrew, Knives. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how out of date my Homebrew was. It says you have to update this for, for it to work with Tiger. And I was like, what? Is it really that old? Isn't that crazy? And then I went and looked at all my brew directories and my and my, my cellar and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I have like 2010, some of it, 2015. I had to nuke it all and start all the way over. I broke my brew. Nuke it from orbit. I um, decided uh, I wanted to try something called um, MacUp, which is uh, an interesting um, project on GitHub. Um, that's what led me to that. MacUp will back up all of your Mac settings in a Git-like way and then let you like restore it on different, as they say, workstations. And it's really cool because it's just like the configuration file. So it ends up, I was blown away. It took like a few seconds. And when it was done, it was like, I mean, like I think it was less than 100 megs. I mean, it was really small. It's cool because they don't do any caches. They don't do any Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I did that. Uh, What else? I've been doing a lot of little tech things. Uh, 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 okay. Well, uh, okay. I, I still want to talk about YouTube and I, I do want to, uh, put, put out a potential idea and a catch up on what I'm doing. Did you want to talk about one more thing that you like? I would love to tell you about Squarespace. Ah, Squarespace. Love Squarespace. Big fan, big fan. You know, there is a lot that you can do with Squarespace. We say that all the time whenever we start one of these ads, but it really, really is true. They have built a product that their their whole goal is to really just make it easy for you to get a website, get it out the door, but most importantly, maintain the site once you've built it. That's the trouble that I think a lot of people have is, okay, we've got this site, 
but now we can't update it. Do you feel like your hands are tied if you want to make changes or you want to update and change something? You can't do it. You're frustrated. You're angry. Squarespace makes that a thing of the past. Not only do you get these gorgeous templates and these sites that basically build themselves for you, it's it, it, you have the ability to really update, manage them far into the future so that if you want to yeah. up, you have a blog post. It's forward you compatible. Post. It's forward compatible, Dan. You know, one of the things that I've seen, and this is a kind of a weird example, but at least here in Austin, I'm sure this is everywhere right now with COVID happening. All of the businesses, whether they're restaurants or stores or whatever, they want to up, they want to have some kind of message about how they're operating with COVID going on. And every time you go to one of these sites, you've got this beautifully designed site. And then at the top of it, <laughs> there'll be this horrible, like bright red text in a black square that doesn't look like the rest of the site. It pushes, it screws up the alignment, it interrupts the navigation, and it looks horrible. And it says, during COVID-19, our operating hours are such, and we will not be allowing people in, but, you get, but it's so clearly somehow they hacked this onto the site. It was not meant to look like that. It's just yeah. the best whatever, they could Whatever do. designer comes, had come up with that site years ago, they're long gone. Uh, who knows? Yeah, they could have joined the space program. That's and right. now you're going to need your nephew to go in there and make a red box. And so... Is that C-O-C-O-C-O, I want to say? Yeah. C-0-C... So I used, to, I used to know the 43 folders color, and now I've forgotten it. Is that right, C-0? Anyways, yeah, totally, totally. And it is, it, it, it is not only easy to edit and deal with, it's fun to do. I know that shouldn't matter, but it does. It's actually super fun. I mean, for, for myriad reasons, I miss the comic meetup that we used to do at Two Cats Comics oh, yeah. on West Portal Avenue. It's now a psychic. Um, but um, I, I miss doing that. And every, every time we uh, did a new one, I would go in and update the page. And here's another nice thing. Like if you love your, your beautiful homepage the designer made for you, Squarespace makes it so easy for you to basically like duplicate that page you could then take that out of the menu, your old one, put a new one in, and then you can go back and restore the one you have already used, and it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. And if you're like me and you're a baller, I do all of my writing for things like MerlinM.com slash playlists is a markdown file that right. lives on my computer. And I just I do all of my editing in that file because that's what I'm most comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And I just go copy and paste into Squarespace. Now that's not for everybody, but this gives you a pretty good idea. You don't need to be a code jockey or a code monkey or a monkey jockey to do any of this stuff. You super don't. But if you want to do that, they have the options. It's a joy to use. What are you going to do? You're at home. You got nothing else to do. Go make a website with Squarespace. Dan, where are they going to make a website with Squarespace? Where do they go? Build build it beautiful. They have a special URL for our listeners. The URL is squarespace.com slash it's your show. And if you use that promo code, it's your show. First of all, just go into that URL, squarespace.com slash it's your show. That supports the work that Merlin and just I are go, doing. You here. can't go window shopping right now, listeners. You, go window shopping with Squarespace. Just go visit the URL. Just it's, go. Then when you're there, it's your show is a promo yeah. code. You will get 10% right, right. off your first purchase of a website. And did I mention they sell domain names? You can get a domain name or you can get a domain name with your website, whatever you want. Your first purchase. But listen, I want to be able to peruse at least, I want to say probably 200 TLD like domain name extensions. (laughs) Do they have anywhere near that number? That's how many they have got. They've got pretty much every one you could think of and a ton you couldn't think of. Okay. uh, Hang on. Hang on. Is this hosting free and secure question? 
Is it free and secure? I'm I'm I'm, I'm researching this. You know what? Okay, all right, all right. What yes. what are there patches and upgrades that I will have to deal with? None. Is that ever required? Never. None. We don't call them nuns now. We call them sisters. Sisters. So you go to Squarespace. You get a site. Go to Squarespace. You build it beautiful. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Use promo code it's your show to save 10% off first purchase. Thanks very much. Squarespace, regular show possible thing. Roar, roar. <laughs> um, I, um, actually, this is super boring. I'll save it for next time. Um, let me go straight to the YouTube. Well, so, so what happened, what had happened was I'm running the beta on things and I, I think, uh, I found what I think is probably a bug that I'm sure they'll fix, but it was, it was kind of crazy. It made me feel nuts when it first happened. But so on, on, um, on iOS, on my phone, I was uh, doing the thing where you can drag widgets onto the screen on your home screen. And it's really cool. But like, so you drag some widgets now you think about the physics of this. <laughs> like if you drag uh, a four icon widget and a, let's say a eight icon widget, because there's like, there's widgets of different sizes. This is going to be so cool. It's, it's, you guys are going to love this. I cannot wait to see what you do with this. But you drag that onto your screen, you go, hmm, okay, I like having this smart stack up here, but I, mm, I don't super need the weather to be here. Let me get rid of that. Um, so what happened to all the icons that were there when you dragged the widgets. Do you follow? Mm -hmm. Yes. You're, you, you're displacing, necessarily displacing. Some of those are going to fall off the home screen. Um, and <laughs> I think this is a bug, but so like in my case, I dragged a whole bunch of widgets just for funsies to see what happened. And literally all of my icons got dropped into app library only and were no longer visible on screen. I lost all of my folders. I lost what? all of No, yeah, no, it's a bug. But so like there is a way to go restore that. And let me just be clear here. So so I'll just send you a funny um screen grab of this. Uh but so the, so your, your apps are still there. It sucks though, because I had, you know, my own dumb system for keeping stuff in folders and I lost all of that. You can go in and then onesie twosie say, I think it's like restore to home screen or something like that. App library is going to be a little bit of a learning curve for folks. It's going to be kind of, I think kind of confusing, or at least I'm projecting here. It was a little confusing for me, but you can go and restore all that stuff. That's no, no big, but, but I thought to myself, uh, I thought to myself, I said, huh, I wonder if this could be like an opportunity. I wonder if like, cause there's like, you know, a whole bunch of stuff I kind of feel like I want to be trying that's, that's new and different. And uh, so I'm using it as an opportunity. I'm going to, I'm only restoring stuff I super duper need to the home screen, but I'm also beginning uh, uh, midway through the summer, uh, the summer of Siri. I'm going to do once again, another <laughs> turn return to trying to use Siri more. Mm. I don't think based on the amount that I use it now, there's a reason I use it as much as I do now, which is not much. It's because it's it's not it's not very good, <laughs> but the Siri as a whole class of things is is good. So I'm going to try and use that more. I'm going to try and use it more. To, so rather than like going through and laboriously recreating the world I used to have, my legacy iPhone world, I thought you know why don't I try and live more of the widget lifestyle? Then by fall. There's going to be so many great widgets for stuff and try to the extent possible only, you know, only like super critical. Like I, yeah, I need Gmail on the front page. Like, sorry, I got, still got to do email sometimes. Um, but I'm going to try and use my voice more. I'm going to use spotlight more spotlight on iPad OS is so good now. It's yeah. so much prettier and easier to use. 
And uh, anyway, I'll, I'll just toss that out as a potential topic. Did you end up putting the public beta on anything? Um, <clears throat> the public beta is on my iPad, um, and I've I've been using See, it. I you, think, so you've seen like what Spotlight looks like? Yeah, and it's really good. Isn't it good? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, the way it just kind of like it doesn't take over the screen anymore, but also just the richness of the returns. It's so good. It just it you know I have yet to put the new Mac OS on anything. And that's where, what I'm, I know you, for you, I feel like iOS and iPad OS uh, is you, you, you live in that space a lot more than I do. And I still live mm-hmm. in the Mac OS space. Uh, I think a lot more, um, but I don't have anything to install it on right now that, that like the, yeah. the one machine that I could install it on, I can't do, I can't put it on a primary machine because for me, that's like, I'm doing all the, I yeah, mean, it's your production I, thing. You don't yeah, want to I'm mess with that. I'm doing code. Sure. I'm doing logic. I'm doing fuck all pro. Uh, I mean, I, you uh-huh. know, I, I can't, I can't afford to not have it be exactly right. Um, so I, but I It'll really want to try you the it. Heartbreak. It'll save you the heartbreak. Um, and, and if, if there ends up as you postulated, if there ends up being some, how does one say visual tweaks, it would be nice if you don't ever have to actually look at that with your man eyes. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, but you know once again you know you always get used to this stuff you get used to it but um anyway so that's what i'm working on i want to talk about um um i watch a lot of youtube and i like can i pivot to this yeah and then we'll wrap it up um i just want to talk about comfort food so to speak comfort viewing on, on youtube um and um I mean, you know, I, I could probably better spend my time re- reading reading a goddamn book or, or finding challenging content. But sometimes at night, I just want to like watch YouTube and I want to go down. Sometimes I just want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole. Like there are times where I like uh, tonight I will watch all of the Steely Dan videos inclusive mm-hmm. <laughs> or 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 like last night I went on a, a real jag watching um, uh, the split ends and um crowded house videos and you know finn finn brother videos because i i just adore them but i want to talk about two comfort viewing channels i've mentioned this on twitter but uh, i want to call these out here may may i mention two things yes please (laughs) it's always two things with me it's all yeah it is it is it kind of i guess it kind of really is let me go find this one i think it's called aiden films i want to say you go to youtube.com and A-D-E-N films. Um, so I'm going to just tell you what this is. I don't know a lot about the background of this. Um, this is a person um, that makes a lot of videos of, well, here's what it says. Thanks for stopping by at Aiden. This channel is all about gourmet food and street food. Um what you really need to come for is, um, so it's, it's in Japan mostly, mm-hmm. and it's just videos mostly of Japanese. The ones I watch a lot are basically Japanese chefs preparing teppanyaki meals, which, you know, if you've ever been to like Benihana, it's that kind of thing. You have this very hot surface, and sometimes there's some theatrics to it. But Dan, can mm-hmm. I just say, yes. watching a Japanese man spend 15 minutes cooking a steak is the best. What, you know, preparing the vegetarian platter is amazing. Just how they deal with the onions. But there's this one in particular, the one that got me hooked is called Olive Wagyu in Japan, the rarest steak in the world. Um, and, and, but like everything about it is wonderful. 
watching the way this guy prepares it, watching him saute garlic and um, basically treat each little very thin slice of garlic like its own different food that he's preparing. The care, it's, you know, people talk about ASMR. I mean, this, I think this is kind of close to that for me. I, I could really just watch a lot of these, and I do. Even, even if it's, I mean, part of it's the, like, the food porn of, like, oh, wow, this is this incredibly costly, very beautifully marbled steak. But the closest thing I can compare it to, uh, which you probably also haven't seen, there are these, what shall we say, premium travel douchebags who do these, like, I flew on Emirates, and I thought the snack was tepid. And they, like, it's super, you go in, like, super first class, like, where you get your own, like, Palace of Versailles in the sky, and, yeah, I don't know, the music selection was pretty sparse. It's just douchebags, you know, making videos of themselves, like, on a plane. It's the worst. This is like that, but the opposite. It's absolutely engrossing. Like all the great videos, like, for example, the dog and duck videos on uh, Twitter, have you seen the Shiba Inu and the duck that are friends? Um, Have you seen the dog and the duck in, in Japan that are friends? I don't think. Oh, I've you know seen? this is going in notes, but there's no talking. So a lot of this, it's, you know, you'll hear like the, the 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 sound of the place, but maybe it's a little bit COVID. Maybe it's that like you know we don't get to go and have experiences like this, but the idea of just sitting there at this this grill while this person does their art and turns it into your food, like right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Aiden Films, I'm putting it in show notes. So good. Can I do one more? Yeah, do it. I just discovered this last night and it made me so freaking happy. Again, I don't know anything about this. I don't know the background on this. (laughs) I just learned about it last night. But it appears that there is some operation, some group, in Toronto, and they're called Choir, Choir, Choir. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And the Choir, Choir, Choir videos are mostly a big bunch of people that basically constitute an audience singing a song together. So, but that could be like Dancing Queen, that could be Heroes by Bowie, but it's so sweet and exhilarating and Canadian that all these people in an audience who are, you know, mostly pretty good singers are just singing together, but they're the audience and they're the choir. And they're led by this guy on stage who just plays acoustic guitar. And then it stays out of the way as the audience is singing is like mostly all you hear. So that's most of these videos. Um, Tiny Dancer, um, uh, We Are the Champions. Um, But then sometimes they get the artist or band for the song to perform, usually, you know, sort of unplugged, as they say. And the audience sings along with them. And it's so freaking good. Rick Astley singing (laughs) Never Gonna Give You Up with a bunch of Canadians is going to make you so freaking happy. Um, My Canadian boyfriend, Sloan, doing their wonderful song, Coax Me. Um, You've got to check this. Oh, the one that brought me here. The song that, in my opinion, has aged better than any other song of the New Wave era is Overkill by Men at Work. Great song. And, is, and, and he, did a, uh, he did a cover of himself, like of that song, version. Acoustic, which yes, is gorgeous. also wonderful. And it, and it shows, yeah, it kind of shows like the, how he's like evolved. It's actually a really good, it's good song song. Like yeah. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's not just like, I don't know, like in the case of like human, of uh, like Don't You Want Me, I think as a record, 
I'm distinguishing, I think, in the way the Grammys do. Like, as a produced piece of music, Mm -hmm. Don't You Want Me is one of the greatest things in the entire world. I don't know if the bones of the song are that strong. It'd be fun for a verse or so to hear somebody cover it acoustically. But in the case of Overkill, it's actually a very good song. He's actually a very good performer. Um, Oh, you know, another good one is Aha. Their their updated version of Take Mm -hmm. On Me. Yeah. I'll see if I can find that for notes too. Anyway, what brought me here, and I will put this all in notes, is uh, Colin Hay doing um, doing Overkill with a bunch of Canadians singing. It's it's sublime. So you know, uh, oh, there's a light that never goes out. What a great song. Um, so you know, treat yourself. Treat yourself is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Go out, get some, get some comfort viewing. Watch a man cook a steak. Watch watch Colin Hay from Men at Work. He's watch a great great performer. <laughs> He's a great performer. Great singer. Plays guitar. Yeah. Got the crazy eye. Plays guitar. Crazy eye, Australia. Yeah. He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. I remember watching that video not that long ago with my kids and, and remembering how as, as a kid, the video was like, it can, it, you know, it contained multitudes for me. And the, there's a scene where there's a guy in a blonde wig and he kind of punches a sandwich. And I remember that being very upsetting to me. <laughs> it made me uncomfortable, not in a sexy way. Well, this was this was the emergence with them combined with the Mad Max movies. This was the emergence of like Australia is a cool, crazy place where anything can happen. I think you're probably right. You know, they got uh, they got a lot of spiders there, snakes. (sighs) You know, can you imagine living there? No, I can't even imagine visiting. Whereas New Zealand. The whole time I was there, I just I just kept assuming that I would run into somebody, you know, from Split Ends. The way I, figured, I think like, of it, I would the, just run into Neil Finn. You know, New Zealand is Australia with a really nice suit and tie. Hmm. Hmm. You gotta be real careful. They get very upset when when, when you say you know stuff. This nope. is they call it the, the narcissism of small differences. I would I love to hear from our listeners Australia. In, in Australia and New Zealand. We don't. I don't think we have any in either. Well, I think the spiders stole all the uh, iPods. Ugh. Can you imagine that living with all the spiders? Do you have it? Do you check for spiders as much as I do? Now I do. I manifest them. Well, that's what we've talked about. But my son, I know I, never, I got it from you. I learned it from watching you, Dad. I but like never, I say to myself, no way am I within six feet of a spider, as the old saw goes. And then I look around, and sure as poop, there, there's a spider. It's just, right there. Just sitting there. It's right there. Like 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 I'm living in Australia, like a monster. My son now has told me I've never I did not I never talked to him about this, but he says that before he's comfortable using a restroom, he will check to see if there is a spider around. And this came from because one time a spider crawled across his, you know, foot or something like that while he was using the restroom. And ever okay. since then he will, before he goes in, he's got certain, you know, he'll check the walls, the corners, that kind of thing now. This is, this is his alligator in the bathroom. Yeah. Right from like our S1E1. Yeah. Similar thing here. Now, now that is, he's got, he's got kind of like probably low level PTSD about bathroom spiders. <laughs> by, by the way, bathroom spiders, terrific Australian <laughs> band. I saw them open for Midnight Oil. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> we made a few friends today oh boy. and a lot of enemies today. <laughs> Bye, knives. Let's button this up. All right. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Mm-hmm.